0: Hi everyone, and welcome to How to College First Gen, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be a first-generation student before, during, and after college. For those of you new to the podcast, our goal here is to democratize knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a little bit more about the first-gen experience, and hopefully help others going through some of the challenges First Gen's experience by sharing lessons learned from fellow First Gens. I am Luce, one of the podcast co-hosts and a first-generation student myself. Today, we are talking about Employee Resource Groups or ERGs with my guest Navier. Employee Resource Groups are a great way to connect with similar individuals within your organizations, develop a sense of belonging and community, and even work on your leadership and soft skills. Well, how do they work? What considerations do you need to make if you're thinking of starting one within your organization? And is being in them really worth it at the end of the day? Tune in as we chat about these questions and find out.
1: Thanks, Luce, and welcome everyone. My name is Navier Frazier. I use she, her pronouns, and I am a first gen college student both for undergrad and law school. I went to undergrad at the University of Chicago, graduating in 2016, and now I am in a part time weekend JD program at Loyola University Chicago. I'm currently in my 2L or second year. I work full time in addition to going to law school, and I work at West Monroe which is a digital consulting firm based in Chicago. I work on their inclusion and diversity team supporting employee resource groups or ERGs. Thanks again for having me.
0: Awesome. Before we, you know, dive into this topic, I just want to say everything that you're doing sounds amazing and intense. So big kudos to you for managing it all. I don't know how you're able to do a full-time job plus law school. Like, wow. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a first gen. Like, no big deal.
1: <laughs> it's no small feat. I do recognize that. So I will accept all forms of flowers um, there. So thanks, Lou. <laughs>
0: All right, so kind of diving into, you know, these employee resource groups. So I know when I first heard about it, I didn't really know what they meant or what they were for. So can you just give us a little brief introduction to what they are and why they matter?
1: Absolutely. And I will say I did not know what employee resource groups were until a few years until my time at my current company, West Monroe. Employee resource groups are opt-in employee-led groups that directionally support any organization, DEI or IND. ERGs drive their own events and initiatives from their community specific lens. So in thinking about it compared to what students may be experiencing, it's similar to a student affinity group that you may see on your campus. ERGs are really founded to promote community and belonging for underrepresented folks. The first ERG was founded at Xerox as a response to the Civil Rights Act. With the Civil Rights Act, people of underrepresented backgrounds, such as Black employees, were able to join the workforce without fear of being discriminated against in the job application process. But they learned as soon as they were actually in these workplaces that they didn't feel like they belonged. They didn't feel like there was an active effort to help them you know, navigate the workplace. And ultimately, they didn't feel like it was a place for them to stay. So at Xerox, there was a Black employee group that was founded as an ERG to support those things and help those employees understand, you know, how am I navigating this organization and how am I joining together with similar folks who may be going through those same experiences as me. So ERGs really help with bringing employees together through their shared identities or a mission-based interest. They support employees through community and professional development efforts, and they help raise awareness within an organization about the issues and lived experiences of those employees and advocating for those employees as well. So ERGs really are that space to help elevate and make folks feel like they have a place within an organization, even if it may be their first time navigating it.
0: Cool. That's a really interesting background. So you mentioned that you were introduced to them at West Monroe. So how exactly did that come about? Were they already there when you got there and you were just like, oh, like, let me go ahead and join this and see what it's all about? Or was it something that you had to start? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: A little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. So when I started at West Monroe in 2017, there was one group, which was an informal group called our Women's Leadership. And it was a community group where all folks who were women employees could join together. They had a lot of community building type events. They had some professional development type events, such as a mentorship program, but It was something that it wasn't a formalized ERG at that time. It actually didn't become formalized as an ERG until later that year in 2017. I, as a Black woman, was involved in our Women's Committee or WLN, but I also was looking for a space for Black employees as well. You know, just bearing in mind the difference in experiences for women of color in the workplace, I was really seeking some community from my Black peers to understand how they navigated the corporate world and and their career experience. So we really started out with having an informal group that wasn't an ERG. And we had our own like group chat where we would talk and we would just talk about different things, you know, make jokes about, you know, the ways that we navigate the workplace. And we would hang out as well. And we would give each other career advice, but it wasn't a formalized group and ERG until 2020, where I helped to co-found and co-lead our Black Employee Network or Ben ERG. So it definitely with something where I didn't really know much about ERG starting out, and we kind of created an ERG in spirit beforehand, and then we were able to have it formalized. And you know, that's been really great to have that formalized group.
0: That's really interesting, because that's where I am now. At my company, we also have somewhat of like an official women's group. So for you, the women's committee, did that become its own ERG? Or did you use that as kind of a foundation to then just do the one for black employees?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the women's committee did become a formalized ERG. It is now the Women's Leadership Network. And at West Monroe, we currently have seven ERGs. So we've grown from one with the Women's Leadership Network in our WM Pride ERG would focuses on advancing LGBTQ plus employees, and now we have seven. So Ben was the third with our Black Employee Network. We have a Pan ERG, which is our Pan Asian Network. We have Interface, which is our group which focuses on employees from different faith and religious backgrounds. SOMOS, which means we are in Spanish and Portuguese, so that focuses on our Hispanic and Latin American employees. The Veterans committee, which focuses on our active duty and veteran employees as well. But yes, it's it's really great to have these different ERG communities. I think it really makes a huge impact on their employee experience of how they navigate the workplace.
0: Yeah, I can imagine because it, it's definitely nice to be able to have just like a community where you can, you know, like you said, just kind of hang out with talk to get some like career advice and all that good stuff. So what would you say is like the difference between at the unofficial level to now it being like a full-blown ERGs.
1: One of the biggest differences is budget. <laughs> so having a budget is very important for ERGs, being able to really use that resource to help further your interest on a larger scale, things such as being able to attend professional conferences that are focused on, you know, Hispanic professionals. Our SOMOS ERG attended Alpha, which is a professional conference focused on Latin um, American and Hispanic professionals during the fall. So being able to have budget to support those types of things, is always great. Budget to support community building events, such as having secret snowflake events and happy hours and all sorts of things. Those are all great parts of that building community and having the budget to support that is so helpful, especially when we think that of things like wage gaps and all those types of things that sometimes that added burden is Already an aggravated burden for underrepresented folks. So having a firm wide budget to support it is a huge benefit from moving from the informal to informal. Just in general, the recognition from our organization that helps us advance having these firm wide conversations as well. So we have two firm wide events or town halls for all of our ERGs each year and being able to take some of your stories and lived experiences and elevate that at a firm-wide level is really helpful for benefiting your career experience because folks now know what is happening. You know, people don't know what they don't know. And we talk about that for the first gen experience for sure. But When we think of our peers who maybe they don't know what it means to be a woman in the workplace, maybe they don't actively research those things. So being able to have these firm wide events where you can share out, you know, what are the things that kind of hinder my career growth and experience compared to my peers that are men is helpful. So, you know, having that chance to make that firm wide support and elevation of lived experiences is a really important part of ERGs.
0: It's super key that sharing part with people that wouldn't otherwise think about like what your experience is like, because it's one thing to talk about it, you know, with your own group who understands it, but then also sharing what comes out of those groups with the company wide and be like, oh, okay, like this is what we're noticing for like this group of people and how can we help them? So that makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. So what has been your experience as part of an ERG and what do you think you have learned being in one that you maybe otherwise wouldn't have?
1: That's a great question. I think my experience and something I wanted to share from the last question too is, I don't know if you know the nod, right? Like when you are coming into a workplace and you see someone who maybe, you know, looks like you, maybe that you think that they may have a same experience as you. So before an ERG, what I would do is I would give like the nod, which is like, oh, I see you, you know, let's connect, you know, those types of things. So, ERGs kind of take away the need for the nod because you've already established this, you know, group of folks who at least have joined together through their shared identities or through their shared interest in furthering folk of a particular identity group. So that experience is nice because it is sometimes a toll to have to not only do your job um, that you're getting paid to do, but then feel comfortable in that you belong and are worthy to do your job at an organization. That can be completely exhausting. It's a double toll that a lot of people don't realize uh, the amount of effort that is expected. To just feel confident enough to even do the job that you've been hired to do. So being able to take away that kind of nod experience and have it aggregated within an ERG community has been really nice. I always know that I have a group of folks who I can go back to to just learn more about am I doing this right within my workplace? Just how is your day going? Talking about current events that happen and that impact your experience in the workplace, you know, those are things that have really made my experience just awesome. I think what I've learned the most of is how much what happens outside of work impacts how I show up at work. Our ERG was founded for the Black Employee Network in February of 2020. And as we know what happened with 2020 with the pandemic and then with a lot of the racial injustice that occurred, you know, resulting from the death and murder of George Floyd, Minamad Arbery, and Brianna Taylor, that was a very hard time to be dealing with all of that and then still being ex- to do your job. And so having an ERG, that really was a space that you could join together to know like, hey, we are all experiencing this, you know, we have this community to come together. And we also had a community to say, hey, we want to tell the rest of our peers what is going on. And- make this something that is outside of just the pain that we're experiencing within our smaller group was important. So have seen that a lot with our other ERGs, with our pan ERG through a lot of the Stop Asian Hate, horrible events that occurred there. So it's been really nice to have these groups to just learn that it's okay to bring yourself to work, even if that is something that hinders the work that you do. Like, let's talk about like
0: what that looks like and how we can best support each other. I'm really glad you guys had that at that time. And I love how well you've been able to put into words that experience because I feel like I've had that experience where like when I first started working, I didn't feel like I immediately belong. But had there been an ERG, there would be an immediate community that I could be a part of and that could ease me into the work transition, I guess. So I'm glad that is like a thing that people face. It's, it's one thing to show up for work, as he said, and then also show up for work when all these other things are going on around you. So that's a really great place to discuss that and, and get it off your chest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that not all organizations and workplaces have ERGs. So I would encourage for folks who, you know, maybe it's a smaller organization and you're wondering, you know, can we set up ERGs at my organization to just think about ways to Take those key pieces of ERGs and bring them within the workplace itself. I also encourage folks who come from historically underrepresented backgrounds who, when they enter the workplace to join other types of professional organizations that focus on those identities. Again, groups such as Alpha focuses on, you know, the association of professionals for you know, Hispanic and Latin American professionals. So joining groups like that is a really great way to tap into these networks, even if you're unable to do so within the workplace itself. So definitely encourage finding that community to help you navigate the workplace, whether it's within your organization as an ERG, or if it's outside of your organization through other professional groups.
0: Yeah, I think being part of these groups, whether in your company or outside of your company, definitely helps with just that sense of community. I know, especially for like first gens who might be the first in their family that are entering this corporate or professional world. And so I have no idea what to even expect. So for sure. So with that, how can these ERGs or similar type organizations and groups help with your career? And what benefits you think you could get out of them?
1: I always say that running an ERG is like running a mini organization or an organization within an organization. So it really does help you with growing a large number of professional development skills that you would already develop in the workplace. But Again, thinking of first gen folks, folks who are historically underrepresented, typically we're not always tapped to run the project, or we're starting out at a lower career level than some of our peers, and our growth maybe isn't the same as our peers. So ERGs give you that chance to grow in those career development skills that maybe you don't have that chance to do so on your day job, you can do it within the ERG. So different skills that I've been able to grow is presentation skills, not only building presentations, but giving presentations, giving them to large groups, having those firm-wide town halls. We give presentations to hundreds and hundreds of employees, so it really does help you to gain that confidence in doing that. Program and project management, so things like running multiple work streams, delegating tasks to others, and Serving as a leader where you have a team where you have to make sure everyone is running efficiently and supporting them if maybe they have a timeline delay and all of those types of things are really important career skills that running an ERG helps with. Also building that executive presence and increasing access to leadership and having a seat at the table as a fellow leader is something that ERGs do a really great job of honing those skills and it's an added benefit as well. For our ERGs at West Monroe, our ERG national leads sit on our IND governing body, which consists of some of our, our COO, our COO, our Chief People Officer, So these are these executive leaders who are sitting in meetings with our ERG leads and talking about issues around inclusion and diversity that are critical to our company's success. So being able to leverage your position as an ERG leader to make that impact is something that is a huge benefit that not all groups get a chance to get. So those are just some of the few things and ways that ERGs can help you in your career, and some of the benefits that you can get from being in an ERG. Yeah,
0: I love that. All of the soft skills. You know, I've seen it happen where somebody might be passed up for a promotion because they, quote unquote, don't have the leadership skills to be in that next level. So I think this is like a great, great way to hone in on those skills from early on and show that like, hey... I do have these skills. I might not be applying in the job itself, but obviously they're there and they're transferable skills. So absolutely love that about the ERGs and what you can do with them in a leadership role within the ERGs.
1: And of course, if you're not taking on a leadership role and you're just serving as a member, you still get a huge chance of being able to engage in this content, in this community building. A lot of ERGs have things such as mentorship or career development programs within the ERG that you can participate and be a part of. And that adds a whole added level of developing these skills. So lots of different programming that can either help you actively engage in your career development skills or actually be the leader of the ERG managing these types of programs. And one thing that I want to note too is that I know for our audience, we're talking to folks who are first generation, but anyone can benefit from the things that are learned within an ERG. If you are someone who perhaps does come from a majority group who has maybe been around the block a few times within an organization, you know, you know your ropes around it. It's important to be an inclusive leader and know more about the different folks who you work with and what they need to thrive. So, ERGs are a really great place if you're coming from, you know, a background where maybe you aren't from a historically underrepresented group that you can still learn more about your peers and build your empathy and your understanding to help you run a more effective team. So I just wanted to make sure to share that because sometimes folks think well, ERGs are only for these groups. And that's not the case. You know, they obviously are very important to these groups, but everyone can stand to join in a community to help them build and make themselves a better version of themselves.
0: That's a really great point. And I really like that the bottom line here is also that like, it, it makes you have that seat at the table where you are being seen, which I think tra- traditionally, maybe it's not the case. So just being able to, even as a member, you have like a community that understands what you're going through and that leaders communicating those things to whatever the management stuff. So that that's really great. So I guess in these cases where you're at a place where maybe they don't have any, but maybe are thinking about starting one, like what do you need to take into consideration to even start thinking about bringing an ERG to your organization?
1: I would say that there are three clear things that you should take into consideration when starting an ERG, the first of which is strategy. So what is going to be your ERG's mission and how will your ERG achieve its mission through its different initiatives and tactics? So really thinking about what is your ERG's goal at West Monroe, our firm wide mission is growing the next generation of leaders. So for All of our ERGs, their goals are really focused on how are we growing the next generation of leaders through certain underrepresented identity groups. So definitely thinking about what that mission is going to be and then how are you going to achieve that mission? Is it specific career development programming? Is it recruiting programming? Is it community building programming? Awareness building programming is a really important step first step. The second would be operations. So who's going to do all of that initiative and tactic building and execution? Who's going to support it, not just within the ERG as ERG leaders, but also who is going to sponsor it? Who's going to serve as an executive sponsor for the ERG to support elevating the message and holding leaders accountable for actioning on it? And having an executive sponsor is so important for ERGs because when it all boils down to it, we know that historically underrepresented folks aren't always represented within leadership of organizations and companies. So, you know, you need an executive sponsor who recognizes the importance of the ERG and is able to elevate that mission within leadership spaces that we aren't always having access to.
0: This is basically the person who's going to bring you to the table.
1: Yes, exactly. That's a really great way of putting it loose. And then also it's important to tap into your organizations or companies, administrative folks or shared services folks. So people like the marketing team or the recruiting team or the HR team to make sure that they're on board as partners too, because as an employee group, we have to recognize that we don't have access to some of the things that we need to help further the ERG's mission and then its initiative and tactics. So you want to make sure you have the buy-in from those other teams to help partner with you on executing it. So that is a really important part of the operations that I always want to call out because some folks are like, we're going to get in here and we're going to get all this data and we're going to do all these things. And it's like, wait, no, you're not. (laughs) You need to actually reach out to the folks who you know, Own those processes and those uh, different parts of the business and make sure that you are able to partner with them on it. So definitely want to call that out. And then finally, sustainability, how will your ERG endure for years to come? So things such as budget, of course making sure that people are receiving the appropriate recognition for their effort. Those are the types of things that really help the ERG endure. And then this also thinking about the timing, you know, how much do you want to accomplish, but how long does it feasibly make sense for you to accomplish it? A lot of folks start out with ERGs having these grandiose plan. But you have to always recognize that in being an ERG leader, you're doing that in addition to the full time work that you do for an organization. So taking that time to really space it out, think about road mapping. So how am I going to accomplish this in three years time, as opposed to one year's time can really help you set those expectations and keep the ERG being something that is sustainable for years to
0: come. Gotcha. So going off of that particular bit a little bit more. So obviously you you would be doing this on top of your regular job, but you wouldn't be paid for any of this extra work because you're just doing it for like the betterment of the community. Do I have that right? Or would that maybe depend?
1: Yeah, it depends on the organization. So at West Monroe, we provide what is essentially professional credit towards folks who are involved in ERTs. So that professional credit helps them through their performance annual reviews at the end of the year to show and quantify the time spent towards these efforts as an ERG leader. So that isn't something that we give to a lot of the other areas that you can be involved in within our organization. So that's our way of really quantifying and giving credit towards folks who serve as active ERG leaders. Other organizations may pay for folks' efforts at being involved in the ERG I definitely think that that is a great way to keep those ERGs sustainable because folks are able to, at the end of their individual bottom line, you know, say, I am being rewarded for the work that I do. And it is important work. So there are a lot of different ways that you can, you know, make those ERGs sustainable as someone who is supporting ERGs on the organizational side. And I definitely, if you are thinking of starting an ERG, would encourage you to talk with those folks to see like, how can I get that recognition and reward for the work that I'm doing? Because it benefits not just a single employee or a group of employees, but it benefits the entire organization. So with any other organizational strategy, you know, we want to make sure it's an equitable uh, way of showing that recognition and reward.
0: My biggest concern was like, okay, if you're going to be running an ERG, you're doing this on top of your regular job. And if your job's already busy enough as it is, like what incentivizes you to even do it? Obviously, yeah, it's great to have like that community to like bond with. But if at the end of the day, you don't have the time to do it or, you know, can't set aside time that you won't be recognized for, then like why do it, right? But yeah, I'm glad that there is some instances where you can get that or, put that into effect where it can help you down the line or something.
1: And that would be one of the big things that I will give as a tip for folks who are interested in starting ERGs is to make it an experience that works best for you and where you are with your career goals, with the time and bandwidth that you have. Running an ERG is a lot of work. I would never uh, tell anyone otherwise. It is—it's again, it's running a mini organization. So I definitely encourage folks when they are thinking of starting ERGs or getting involved as an ERG leader to take that time to think about: Do I have the time to commit to this? Is it something that it makes sense within some of the skills that I want to develop in my career, some of the goals that I have within my career? And you always will get a benefit from being an ERG member. But, you know, we want to make sure that for at least at Westman Row, that when we tap folks or folks are interested in joining ERGs, that it ultimately supports the actual ERGs mission, which is growing those leaders. So we have to give them pause and think, well, this ERGs mission is growing you as a leader. Is this role going to help grow you as a leader? And so, you know, there's always passion behind everyone who's, you know, interested in getting involved in ERGs, but we want to make sure that again, it's still helping you achieve your goals as an individual.
0: Very well put. So my last question here is, so what would be some of these lessons learned and maybe just general tips that you would offer others about being in ERGs and what they can get from them and just, you know, how they work in the workplace?
1: The biggest tip that in Lesson Learned I would give is to make sure to make your ERG experience what works best for you. We all know that our identities and our experiences are not monolithic and that how I experience the workplace as a Black woman may be different how someone else experiences the workplace as a Black woman. And so being in an ERG, which are these identity based in mission-based groups, you have to really think about what are you bringing to that ERG experience through your lived experiences? And you know what does it look like for the space that you occupy within that ERG? How are you contributing to conversations? Are you willing to listen to different perspectives that may be different from yours as well, or perspectives that may be the same as yours? And really having that empathetic listening and engagement within an ERG is really important. I also say when you're thinking of of making the ERG experience what works best for you, considering what community is for you, what awareness is for you. Do you like large groups? Do you like one-on-one settings? For awareness, do you like to be able to share your voice or hear the voices of others? Do you like it in live formats or in written formats? So, really thinking about that. And also, what are the needs you have for work-life blend? ERGs can have in-work meetings. and maybe something where they have happy hours and other events outside of work. And it also is something that we're sometimes we are bringing in some of those current events that impact you outside of work into the workplace. So, it's important to think about, you know, what that experience looks like for you. And if you're someone who when it hits 5 p.m., you log off of work. That's completely fine. Just make sure to think about that, how that, how you involve yourself in the ERG. And then finally, uh, considering your career goals and how that makes a part of your ERG experience. So whether you're serving as a member of an ERG or a leader within an ERG, thinking about how that ERG helps you accomplish these goals. And then that can help, you know, really tailor your ERG experience. So I always encourage Folks to join ERGs to think of starting them, but you know it always is so important. With as with anything, to think about you and you know what is for the betterment for you.
0: Yep, I like that. Bringing it back to who you want to be, who you are, what works for you, and just taking that step back to really evaluate those things. So love it. Um, Well, thank you so much, Navier, for joining us on the podcast today. I think it's been super helpful and learning a little bit more about it. So thank you for sharing little bit about your experience and your tips.
1: Thank you. This has been so fun.
0: As you heard from Navier, employee resource groups can be of great benefit, whether you're starting out as a member and making sure your voice is being represented at the table Or if you're taking on a leadership role and both improving your own skill set while maintaining and advocating for your community. There's power in finding a place where you feel like you belong that can also help you learn how to navigate the workforce and your role in it. ERGs offer many benefits, so if you're considering starting one out, make sure you're thinking about strategy, operation, and sustainability, as Navier mentioned. If you have more questions or want to share your experience with this topic, reach out to us online at howtocollegefirstgen.org. If you prefer to reach us on social media, you can find us at howtocollegefirstgen on Instagram and Facebook and HTC First Gen on Twitter. Thanks again to our guests and thank you for tuning in today on How to College for First Gens. Remember, you are not alone in this journey. Until next time.